Did you know that one in 10 dads suffer from postnatal anxiety and depression? I guess for me, it was a gradual onset. Looking back, I would say that I first noticed the signs at the birth of the baby. Today on Feed, Play, Love, I'm talking to one dad about his experience with postnatal depression. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. When a new baby comes along, they usually usher in a time of great change. It's a crash course in parenting from the minute you take them home. Sometimes parents, both mum and dad, can experience postnatal depression or PND. In fact, one in 10 new dads will experience perinatal depression and anxiety, but only just over 50% will reach out for help. Dave Edwards is the proud dad of an eight and six-year-old, but it was at the birth of his son that things started to get a bit wobbly. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Before your son was born, had you had much experience with babies? No, no, I (laughs) certainly didn't. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not really at all. Yeah, I was the first in my immediate family to have kids, so I didn't really, I wasn't exposed. It was a rude awakening. It was, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me about the birth. What was that like? And I think this is sort of a key thing for me looking back as to sort of when I first had that sort of experience, but I sort of went into the birth feeling like everything leading up to that had gone fairly straightforward. Um, Things were, you know, progressing quite nicely expecting a natural birth for my partner to have natural birth and then that expectation just wasn't met. What occurred was a 10-hour labour and then followed by an emergency C-section and and it was at that time of the C-section after that hard work that my my partner had gone through that, yeah, I realised that that expectation that we both had um, just wasn't going to be met and it felt at that early stage that perhaps something had gone wrong or there was something wrong, I guess, about the that expectation not being met. So you thought something was perhaps wrong with how you were going to enter this world of parenting? Yes, that's, that's correct. Yes. And that was... That was, I guess, the difficult part was feeling helpless. You know, my, my partner's sort of going through a lot and just feeling really, really helpless about how I could support her when, you know, when she was being prodded and, and, and cut open and just, yeah, just feeling really helpless at that time. And when Bob was delivered, you know, being delivered a screaming baby, so that certainly was a was not what I was expecting. I was, you know, hoping to have a, a wonderful birth experience with my partner, um, with a, you know, peaceful child. But yeah, that was far from what I'd experienced. And really when you think about it, it's a very alien place to be hospitals, but particularly when it's someone you love going through major ad- abdominal surgery and you're witnessing the whole thing. Um in the lead up to that, you would have been, I guess, feeling a lot of stress anyway if the birth wasn't progressing as you thought it would. Yeah. So you're kind of in a really, I don't want to say unnatural place, but it is really because you're in a hospital, you're not able to help your partner, 
Um, everyone's running around trying to make sure they're okay. It, it is a strange situation, right? Absolutely. It, it felt very surreal, really, and, and I really didn't know. Um, I think the first immediate feeling when I was handed the baby with my partner not even being conscious was just apprehension, you know, and fear, like conflicting feelings of, oh my goodness, I'm 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 a dad. I, I I've got this child in my hands and also feeling scared for my partner and and as she was sort of recovering. So she was under general anesthetic for the cesarean? I believe, yeah, she was, yeah. Wow, that's serious, that's serious stuff, that she wasn't able to be awake for it. When you brought him home, obviously your partner was still recovering from surgery. You must have both been a little shell-shocked to get home. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I guess the hardest thing for us, and we would later find out that our um, baby had reflux symptoms, but the hardest thing in that process or dealing with that was having a very unsettled baby. So baby came out screaming and continued to scream um, for the five days that were in hospital. Mm. Um, you know, the only respite that we would get would be just during feeds. Yeah, we were dealing with such an unsettled baby and and that was kind of when we felt like maybe we were just doing something wrong. You know, the midwives would provide us with advice around this is something that you you should do and the strategies that they gave us just weren't working. So yeah, it was it was um quite a quite a difficult sort of time. Yeah. And I know a lot of women can feel like we are meant to naturally know what to do with our babies and therefore when strategies like that don't work, we can be really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Were you doing yeah. something similar? We did you have expectations that you would be able to make things yeah. work? Yeah, I think for me, I, I, I would sort of went into fatherhood feeling like um, I had a simple job to do and, and that was really to be a ultimately a support figure for my partner and be the, the best dad that I could be. And when I didn't feel like I could provide that those answers and that support to my partner and I didn't initially feel like I was bonding um, in the way that I felt that I should have been able to do, it started that process of a lot of guilt and it just, it just wasn't pleasant because the sort of the, the fixed attitude that I came into um, fatherhood with just wasn't relevant, wasn't, wasn't working. And that, that whole period with a new baby, particularly one that is screaming or crying incessantly for whatever reason, that just ratchets up the stress levels in the home. I mean, how did you and your partner deal with it? Were you able to see each other's uh, strain, I guess, which would be amazing if you could, but, or, or, or did it kind of drive you apart? Um, it was really challenging and I think we were just tired collectively. We were tired, you know, just working through learning really quickly that we needed to continue to try different things to try and settle our baby. And, and I think collectively we did, we, we had those feelings of guilt and we were just struggling. Did you have anyone you could talk to, Dave? Uh, I definitely did. I had people that I could talk to, but I think the 
problem was was that I didn't feel like I was entitled to talk to anyone. So that was certainly the, the concern and the issue that I had as well was just not feeling comfortable. Why weren't you entitled though? What, what was the thing holding you back? Did you think that you didn't deserve that support or? Yeah, so for me it was really around that feeling of my job was purely to support my partner. I really didn't have any sort of concept that my self-care um, and how I was feeling was equal to my partner. So I, I guess I had, I did have unrealistic expectations of myself, but that was certainly a, a learning period um, that I would later find out that I really should have been sort of looking out for my for my own self-care and should have been a, a little bit more open to accessing support that I guess at the time, yeah, I felt like um, I just really wasn't entitled to to complain or or whinge because, you know, my partner was going through just as much, if not more, issues. And and I think that it's that, it was that mentality that was quite destructive as well. So sometimes we can go through this period of our baby's life and never ask for help and never understand um, that it didn't have to be that dark until we're on the other side. Did you manage to get any support or was it only in hindsight that you realised you were experiencing PND? Yes, it was only in hindsight. And I think for me, it wasn't until I saw the GP that I realised that perinatal mental illness impacted fathers. You know, I had heard of, heard of postnatal anxiety and depression, but I assumed that it was just something that, you know, a mother went through. So when I saw the GP and they said, from what you've described, sounds like um, you've experienced personal anxiety and depression, um, that was sort of the first time that I'd considered, I guess, that what I'd been going through and my behaviour and how I was feeling um, was attributed to that. So it was certainly um, an eye-opening experience. But at the same time, it was very validating to almost normalise for me and validate for me that what I was feeling was important as well. Mm. Did You obviously went on to have another child. Did, did knowing that help you manage the transition to a second child easier? It certainly did. And, and having gone through that reflux journey with our first, our second um, had worse reflux. Oh, so God. It, in that sense... <laughs> It really was. And, and like, you know, I think for me, there's a lot to be said about that lived experience and going through that journey. And I think for me, that's an important um, aspect when sharing my story is, is that whilst it wasn't um, ideal, the situation that I, I went through in terms of not seeking support, I've still been able to, you know, to get to the other side and become the father that I always wanted to be. It certainly took some time, but I've sort of got to that point and I think that that's just something that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you don't have to go through, certainly in the last couple of years, you don't have to go through that experience and not access support because there's so many different supports out there for new dads and discrete services now. So you can actually access confidential discrete support if a new dad feels uncomfortable, you know, attending a psychologist appointment. So there's a, there's a whole um, range of different services now that just weren't available when I was going through as well. So mm. I think it's um, certainly looking, the outlook's much brighter, I think, for, for new dads these days. 
So would it have helped you if you'd known there was a phone line you could call, even though you thought, I'm not meant to be complaining, I should just be able to cope with all of this. Had you known you could call, as you say, a discreet phone line, confidential, nobody else need know about it, would that have helped? I think absolutely. Yeah, had I sort of known that those services were available, that would certainly have helped a huge amount, I think, and probably would have given me the courage to actually perhaps take some other more proactive steps as well during that time. So yes, I think education is so important. Mm. And what would you say to any new dads who might be struggling a bit right now? I think it's really important to know that you are enough, to, no matter sort of what you go through, you are enough. But I think that the important thing, whilst acknowledging that you're enough, accessing the support when you need the support. So, you know, I'm a firm believer that having gone through the journey that, you know, no man is an island and they do say it takes a village to raise a family. And I think that's been my experience is that you're not really going to be able to perform at your best if you don't access support mm. um, and, and help around. So I think knowing that they are enough, um, but also accessing the support as soon as they need it. Brilliant. Well, Dave, thank you so much for sharing your story today. No, no, my pleasure. And thanks for having me. That's Dave Edwards. And if you'd like more information about PND for both mums and dads, I'll put links to the Gidget Foundation in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.